The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. I'll tell you what, if you're out there, you're a sports psychologist or maybe you're just regular Joe Schmo, and if you can figure out this Dayton team, you can make yourself a lot of money <laughs> because the Dayton Flyers go to only in New York and they beat the outright A-10 champs 55-52 against St. Bonaventure. So Dayton closes the regular season at 13-8 and and an even 8-8 and in A-10 play. And to update a stat that our own Larry Hanskin tweeted this morning, Dayton now, after this 55-52 win, John Tisdale, has now finished their regular season 9-3 and against teams with winning records and 4-5 and against teams with sub-500 records. Yeah. So, huh? Shoulder yeah. shark emoji. We are through the regular season, and we still... As Brooks Hall alluded to just now in the postgame, and as we have talked about on this show, we are at the end of the regular season, and we still have no idea which Dayton team is going to show up every night. Now, decent indicator against they seem to play up to opponents and down to the cellar dwellers. That's we've talked about the roller coaster, the consistently inconsistent. That's their identity. But here we are. Could they go to Richmond and rip off three straight to get themselves a home game in the A-10 title game and beat, you know, St. Bonaventure and SLU and Richmond and maybe VCU throw them in there, maybe three of those four to, to get there? Sure. <laughs> Could they also go and lay an egg and lose to Duquesne or Fordham or LaSalle? Well, Fordham's not playing. LaSalle or some awful A-10 cellar dweller? Also, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's tis, this team is a is a total crapshoot. I don't know what to expect with this team. I, I just, I guess I should stop being surprised because I'm not surprised, but... Yeah. You just never know what to expect, and here we get we get the good version. The pendulum swings mm-hmm. back up. Yeah. And after an awful loss to St. Joe's, they rebound, and they beat the best team in the A-10. Go figure. Yeah. I, I, I can't figure this team. I'm, I'm at the point now, John, and I think we you, you said it so well. We've given up to figure out which Flyer team is going to show up because I, I, I had my thoughts this morning and throughout the morning show talking to a couple of people. They just, we can't figure this. This team has been so consistently inconsistent all year. Coach Grant alluded to that after the St. Joseph's game. But look, they were ready to play tonight uh, against a very good St. Bonaventure team that, look, Mark Schmidt is one hell of a coach. I, to me, I, I, I to me, I, I put him up there. I think he may be right up there. I think he may be, he really is that good. He's up for a lot of jobs. And honestly, someone would be lucky to have him. Now, let's go back and talk about the Flyers. I love the fact that R.J. Blakeney started tonight because he really gave this team a lot of energy and always does whenever uh, he's out there. Uh, solid game tonight with uh, nine points. Ibby Watson, 14 points. But just Dayton's defense won this game. They won this game hand down, hands down, holding the Bonnies to 30% shooting. They were just terrific tonight. And now, you know what? They improve, get their ninth win of the season conference, 13-8 and eight and eight, ten in the overall. And again, which team's going to show up when they go to Richmond? And we Who still knows? have – we're not going to figure out when they're going to play. We'll probably figure out sometime by the end of tonight, early tomorrow morning. So. No, we'll know by 8 o'clock because there's only three games on the A-10 schedule tonight. Uh, right. Dayton, Bonaventure tipped at 5. Yep. The other two, which I can't recall off the top of my head, I've got it they tipped at 6. I know that. Yep. St. Louis at UMass. St. Louis leads 42-31 at the, at the half. St. Joseph's over Richmond. 45 to 38 with a little bit over 15 minutes ago. So once those are done in the next 45 ish minutes, we'll know the a 10 bracket. So this was a game that had 
it didn't have no impact. It had it had some impact on the A-10 tournament bracket, but it had a lot of big-picture impact because Dayton won. Their seeding situation is not settled just yet, and no. they affected that, obviously, by winning. Yeah. And then here's the thing. I heard some people you know, saying and theorizing that, well, this game doesn't mean anything to St. Bonaventure. Well, don't tell me that because they've already clinched the outright A-10 regular season title, and yeah. yes, they cannot improve uh, their A-10 seeding. They're right. they're going into, as of Friday night, they became locked into the one seed. But don't tell me, as a bubble team, that Bonaventure wanted to lose this game. This was a quad three game for Bonaventure, Definitely. and now it's a quad three loss for the Bonnies. So don't tell me, as a bubble team, you don't want anything to do with a quad three loss on March 1st. No, no, no. sir. You don't want any part of that. But now they've got that on their resume. I mean, there was some bracketologists that I was listening to over the weekend that said, hey, if Bonaventure, if they can survive Dayton on Monday... You can put them in the lock category for the tournament. So don't tell me this game didn't mean anything to the Bonnies. No. It did. Yeah. And now they've got to rebound a little bit, and they've got to take care of their business a little more than they probably did if they would have won this game. Now going to Richmond. So now they're, you know, maybe not right on the cut line, but Bonnies are kind of hovering around the cut line. They're not all that far away from it. No, they weren't. And they didn't help their case tonight by losing to Dayton. No. Um, so the point is, just don't tell me that this is some meaningless game for, for these teams, especially the Bonnies, because... It was not. And Dayton, Tiz, you dropped a stat. The, tell the, the the dear listeners at home, when the last time Dayton lost at St. Bonaventure? Courtesy of uh, the media guide from last year, the last time the Dayton Flyers lost, January 11th in 2012. That was the last time the Dayton Flyers lost. It was an 81-73 game. Look. Which so, is a surprising that stat. That is surprising. Because you told me that. And every, I feel like every other, because they only go to Olean, Every other year. Right. And every time they go, every two years, we talk about how long it's been since they've lost in Olean. Yeah. And I'm always surprised by that, Tizzy, because you forget out of all the gyms in this league that are historical, oh. historic bugaboos for this program, Olean's not one of them. And the O'Reilly Center, Larry tweeted about this this morning. It's a tough place to play because of, one, the trip to get there because of how yeah, remote it absolutely. is. absolutely. And secondly, Larry, to Larry's uh, second point in his tweet this morning, it's a typically it's different this year with COVID. It's a very good atmosphere. It's excellent. The student section is right on top of you when it's yeah, packed. I mean, absolutely. it's a difficult road trip to go and make, and it's a difficult environment to play in. So I'm always surprised when we bring it up. But boy, the last time that you know it's been eight years, nine years since they lost mm -hmm. in Olean, which continues to surprise me. And a, a difficult environment, a different environment, not as difficult as yeah. usual with no fans there. But still, like I mentioned, Tiz, this is a Bonnie's team still trying to bolster their resume. And the Bonnies did not want to lose this game tonight. No, they did not. And this was St. Bonaventure's fourth game in the span of a week because yeah. they, since February 21st, this was their fourth game in about eight days. So I'm not going to go ahead. Look, they're not going to make excuses for this. But, you know, fatigue certainly sat in because they beat GW 88-41 to uh, on the 26th. That was on a, on a Friday. So they, they had a couple days off, but they just were not in sync offensively because they had a lot of looks and were grabbing offensive rebounds. Their defense, I thought tonight, was very good. And this was especially on a night where Jalen Crutcher was in foul trouble. Don't get me going on that fifth foul. That was just an awful call. The fifth foul that wasn't? No, yeah. it was it was a clear a clear flop, back call. Uh, I think if this was soccer, I think Vasquez would have gotten a yellow card for flopping, I think. But look, the point is... <laughs> It, 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 that that it's still you got to play with the guys you got and you got to play with uh, but Dayton was able to survive and uh, it was a uh, 55-52 win but just the defensive tonight especially when you're facing a good St. Bonaventure team guys like Dominic Welch, Jaron Holmes, uh, 
Osun Osioni, who I thought had a heck of a game. Jalen Attaway was terrific tonight. Kyle Lofton uh, was mouthing a little bit, got caught for a technical, nearly got called for a second. But Dayton's defense matched the intensity throughout the game for 40 minutes. John, I'm not sure about you. I thought this was Dayton's best defensive effort tonight of the season. And it's been hard to find that, to really scratch it. Is this the best? I think this was it. Because they were really solid for 40 minutes tonight. Yeah, it's probably either this one or the return game with St. Louis at UD Arena just a couple weeks ago. Yep. Those are probably <clears throat> their two most Hands complete down. defensive efforts. But yeah, yeah, this is a Bonnie's team, Tiz, that, uh, I mean, you mentioned they played three times last week. They went Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, and they played Davidson twice. They played yeah. the Wildcats on Sunday and Wednesday last week. Mm -hmm. They played GW on Friday because uh, they are trying to make up games because they had their two previous ones, the Bonnie's did, canceled by uh, COVID. They had George Mason and the yep. UMass games on their schedule. They lost, so they've been playing their butts off yeah. the last week to make up some games, and that's the reason playing GW on Friday that this game got bumped from yesterday to today to give mm -hmm. the Bonnies a little bit longer than a you know 24-hour breather to turn around and play Dayton, but yeah. you know, that's neither here nor there at this point because Dayton comes away with an impressive win. This was a quad one win for the Flyers, so a quality, I mean, that's the top yeah. win in terms of the metrics, in terms of the quad system. Quality win for Dayton, and it doesn't, obviously, we've talked about for weeks, it doesn't impact their at-large resume. But as Brooks Hall said, for a team that is needing an auto bid to get to the NCAA tournament, you know, could this Dayton team, what could this win do to boost their confidence going into a stretch where now it's literally winner go home time for them, Tiz? I mean, who knows? Like I said, I, I, I'm done <laughs> trying to guess what this Dayton Same team's going to do. I, I won't I've be surprised. Done. If they go to Richmond and they and they go on a three-game win streak and they get a home game, I won't be surprised if they just totally fall flat on their faces on Wednesday. I know. And we're here talking about a season recap episode of Flyer Feedback. I mean, I don't know. But tonight, it was a good win. So it's John Bedell and John Tisdell here with you for Flyer Feedback, which is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light and our friends on Flanagan at Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Well, they're now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer Faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at Flanagan'sDayton at gmail.com. And, oh, eyes emoji. Keep an eye out for when Flannies is going to open because they're getting pretty close to doing that. So. Yeah, that's right. That's we got right. Coach Grant up. here? I believe that we do. Is that right, Brandon? Okay. Yeah, yeah we, we got Anthony set. Grant. So what does head coach Anthony Grant think about this 55-52 win over the St. Bonaventure Bonnies to close the regular season and get his Dayton Flyers to 13-8 and and an even 500 in the Atlantic 10 season? Well, you're about to find out because he is live with Larry Hansgen with his thoughts on this win on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now Larry Hanskin back here at the uh, Bud Light Flyer Broadcast Center uh, on South Main Street in Dayton. The Dayton Flyers are on the road in uh, only in New York where they beat the A-10 regular season champion St. Bonaventure Bonnies 55-52. Uh, to We're joined by Coach Anthony Grant. Adversity has been a recurring theme throughout this year, Coach. Uh, you got to deal with yet some more adversity tonight in the form of uh, your your first team All A ten uh, player Jalen Crutcher uh, is in foul trouble all night. You don't have him for the final four minutes, but somehow you guys persevered and found a way to win. Yeah, really proud of the effort tonight. You know, I thought the defense really won the game for us tonight. Not one of our our, our better um, you know shooting nights. We had a lot of turnovers tonight. Uh, but the guys were able to persevere and found a way to win. 
you know, coach, on a night like tonight when, you know, most of the sh- you, 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 you contested every shot virtually, so that so much so that if and when St. Bonaventure did get an open shot, they certainly weren't feeling in any type of offensive rhythm. Was that the case? I, I thought so. I thought the guys did a good job of following scouting reports. You know, they St. Bonaventure's been, been really, really good all year. Um, they've got, uh, you know, I think five of their, their starting five all average double figures. Uh, they've got two guys that really shoot the, the three at an elite level. Uh, and then they, they're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the country. Um, so, so we knew that we'd have to do it on a lot of different levels. Uh, we wanted to make sure they had to work for what they got. And I, I thought the guys did a good job. You know, you look at across the stat sheet and some of the numbers, um, you know, our turnovers, you know, they were able to get 13 offensive rebounds, but, you know, I think the, the the ability to to make a play, get a stop, to stay the course, no matter what was going on, I think that won us the game today. You know, you you played a lot of guys, and and they they played a lot of minutes. And granted, there's some numbers in there, you know, points and rebounds, stuff like that. But to a man tonight, did you feel that no matter which five you had on the floor, those those five guys fought? Yeah, you know, I thought I thought everybody did a good job tonight. It was certainly a team, a great team, team effort. You know, and, and, and I thought, you know, the, the big thing is understanding what they needed to do from a from a scouting report standpoint uh, to a man. They understood what we what we had to do. And like any game, you know, there's going to be uh, good plays and bad plays. There's going to be mistakes. There's no such thing as a perfect game. But I thought the the resiliency, the fight tonight was, was good, and, and to be able to to come on the road. And uh, and do it against the uh, the outright A10 champs. Their first loss at home this year uh, was something that uh, hopefully we can build on as we head to Richmond. All right, coach. Please travel safe, and we'll look forward to talking to you in Richmond later this week. Okay, appreciate it. All right, uh, that's going to wrap things up here on behalf of Brooks Hall, Larry Hanskin. One more time, reminding you that the final in Olean was Dayton fifty-five, St. Bonaventure fifty-two. Now stick around for more of Flyer feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. CareSource, with health insurance from CareSource, you're covered in kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Bud Light, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. 
and by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit on Brown Street and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Flyer Feedback. It's John Bedell, it's John Tisdale, and it's you, dear listener. 55-52, Dayton a winner in their regular season finale. Anthony Grant and company closed the A-10 season at 13-8 overall and an even 500, 8-8 in Atlantic 10 play. They go and knock off the outright Atlantic 10 regular season champs. The St. Bonaventure Bonnies in Olean, a place where Dayton has not lost since January of 2012. Dayton has now won six straight in this series. John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer Feedback, which is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. And Flanagan's on Stewart Street is now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at flanagansdayton at gmail.com. Tizzy, pretty complete defensive effort for this team. And uh, Dayton goes and gets a Bonnie squad that don't tell me they weren't interested in this game because this is uh, not to knock Dayton. This is just the metrics of this game. This was a quad three loss for the Bonnies today. And you can't tell me that a bubble team uh, wants anything to do with a quad three loss on March 1st. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, (laughs) Dayton's uh, defensive effort today was absolutely sensational as uh, they hold the the St. Bonaventure to... Uh, to 52 points, but as you said, don't to say that the Bonnies had nothing to play for again, John. You said is absolutely false. This was their fourth game in eight days, as we talked about during the Bud Light post game show. They beat Davidson twice. Uh, they blew out George Washington the other night, and then Dayton comes in with a uh, terrific defensive effort. And it wasn't that the Bonnies had good looks. I thought watching the game uh, here in the studio, I, they just uh, the shots weren't falling and. Uh, Really, the Flyers, they weren't intimidated. Really, And the other thing I was going to mention this during the uh, Bud Light pregame show before we heard from Coach, it wasn't just the, the seniors that stepped up. I thought the uh, the freshmen really played well. R.J. Blakeney, I love the fact that he started. I don't know about that. I think he'll be starting the rest of the year. I thought Mustafa Amzio played well. Kobe Brea had some good minutes, I thought, in the first half. Uh, so, to me, this was a good team effort that the Flyers put together tonight as they get their 13th win of the season. And, John, who knows what this team can do in Richmond? Could they? We, we talked about this. Could they win three straight in Richmond? Yes. Could they lose on Thursday? Absolutely. So I, I, I wish I could tell you, Flyer fans, what's going to happen in their first game. Uh, John, I don't think you can either. So we're, this is just going to be one of those situations. We're going to tune in and find out uh, when Larry's broadcasting from uh, Richmond coming up uh, in a few days. Yeah, they've they've played up to teams this year, but they've also played down to competition, which yeah. has not been great. No, uh, I believe Larry said they finished the A10 season just in the A10, three and five against sub 500 teams. Yep. The sub 500 teams they beat where they split with Duquesne and Rhodey, and they mm-hmm. also beat GW. Yep. Uh, but five losses against sub-500 teams in the Atlantic 10. Yeah, so uh, less than ideal uh, year, and, it, and it's hard to just say, well, you get a COVID mulligan when you lost to the bottom three teams in the A-10 for pretty sure their first time since they joined the conference. So uh, there is still some dust left to settle uh, here for the Flyers. With this win, uh, we mentioned that Bonaventure was locked into, in terms of the A-10 bracket, this had zero 
implications for the Bonnies as far as the A-10 tournament. They just uh, took a little bit of a ding to their at-large resume tonight by losing to the Flyers. But A-10 tournament seeding implications. Dayton, depending on what happens with the two games that are still being played, which is UMass at St. Louis and St. Joe's in Richmond, they're both, uh, there's uh, 8.42 left. In the St. Louis UMass game, there's seven minutes left in the Richmond St. Joe's game, so we should know those finals by the top of the hour. Dayton, depending on what happens now, could be the sixth, anywhere from the sixth to the eighth seed, Tizzy. So we'll see where Dayton lands. They could be the sixth, they could be the seventh, or they could be the eighth seed. So we know that the first time they will play, since they avoided the bottom of the bracket, uh, they'll play for the first time Thursday in Richmond. It's just a matter of when and who they're going to get, Tiz. So we'll see. Uh, probably by the top of the hour, Dayton's uh, Atlantic 10 Conference Tournament fate, and yep. then where they go for the se- technically the second round, because you got that play-in round with the 11 through 14 seeds. We'll see you know, uh, what their fate will be when they head to Richmond on Thursday. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, of course, uh, the A-10 tourney games prior to the championship game. Remember, the championship game will be at the University of Dayton Arena, but all the other games in Richmond are going to be played at either the Siegel Center, the campus of the at VCU, or at the Robin Center at the University of Richmond. So they're going to be going back and forth. And uh, in the times, I've looked at the bracket here, John. I think the first one on Thursday is at 11 a.m. The second game is at 11 thir- uh, 1.30 in the afternoon. And then I think the second one, I think, is around 3.30. And then the last game, game of the day is around 5.30. So Correct. They the, go 11 a.m., exactly. 1 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 3.30, 5.30. Excuse me. Correct. Okay. On Thursday. Yeah, that's right. And it's just it's just an odd start. It's just going to be kind of odd. And then Saturday, you got 6 p.m., and 9 p.m. are the semifinals, so it's just it's just been an odd. And they're they're trying to figure this out because I think the reason they wanted to move it to the UD Arena to make it easier for whoever won the A10 championship game to have the quick ride over to Indianapolis because that's where the NC every NCAA tournament game is going to be in that Indiana area in the state of Indiana, which includes what Purdue, Bloomington, IUPUI, IU. Yep, uh, Butler, Hinkle Fieldhouse, and of course where the Pacers play, and of course it, it ends up at Lucas Oil Stadium. So uh, this has just been—it's been—it's it's been a roller coaster season, not just for the Dayton Flyers, but just to get this college basketball season in, folks. So you know, what would we like to see the Dayton Flyers getting and play for the A10 championship? Absolutely, but at the same point, you know what? They could be one and done, but they could win three straight in Richmond. So we're going to see, again, what happens. But, again, I thought, John, again, um, they did this. And here was the big thing. They won this game with Jalen Crutcher on the bench, not only with foul trouble, but in the last 351. Because I thought they got good play from R.J. Blakeney, Mustafa Mustafa Amzil. I thought he played well tonight with nine points. Um, You know, and, and again, R.J. Blakeney, to me, nine points. He's just... I'm not sure what he brings, John, but this is a guy who has the potential to be that guy to rally the team and bring that energy that this team seems to be lacking on a consistent basis throughout the course of the year, something that they've lacked. And I think RJ brings that. And I like the fact that Coach Grant made that adjustment, putting him in the starting lineup. Really go back to the second half of the St. Joe's game where I thought he played well. And then he starts tonight. And then defensively, uh, they hold St. Bonaventure to uh, 52 points tonight and a 55-52 win. Yeah, and I would have told you you were crazy if you would have said that, well, the Dayton Flyers are going to win a game where Jalen Crutcher scored six points. No way would I have thought that before the game. But like you mentioned, Tiz, 
big-time onions from this team to weather this game and yeah. to pull it out and win it with Jalen Crutcher in foul trouble for long stretches and Tiz flat out without him for the last four minutes. I mean, that's that's really this team gutting it out. I mean, when was the last time you looked across the box score? So Ibby Watson, he's the only flyer in double figures with 14. When that, was the last amazing. time you remember looking across the Dayton Flyers box score and seeing these point totals? No. Nine, five, six, four, 14, nine, three, three, two. I mean, that's really spreading it out. I mean, yeah. they only scored 55 points. It was enough to get the win. You know, the old baseball adage, as I mentioned on this show, it'll look like a line drive in the box score. But, um, you know, when was the last time they really spread out the point spread like that? I don't remember the last time they've done I, that. I, I can't remember that. And I can't really rem- I mean, the one game I could think of maybe where they grinded out a game like this, John, I, I maybe have to go back to – Maybe the Ole Miss game where it was just they were down double digits and came back and won that game. to great game by Rodney Chapman. But this was a grinder. This was like one of these old-fashioned A-10 games that we're so used to seeing where it's a grinder where neither team could make shots. And it just it came up with the Flyers on top. You know, you just kind of got nervous a little bit when I think it was Attaway that took that shot in the final seconds. And he misses the three. Got a decent look. I thought the Bonnie's got good looks throughout the game. Throughout the game, they've had a terrific year. Mark Schmidt's done again another amazing job, and they're the A10 regular season chance for a reason. But the shots weren't falling for them tonight at the Raleigh Center, and Dayton was able to go ahead and get the stops when they need him. Where and it's almost as if time expired. I'm like Dayton won. I'm like, whoa, what are we? Supp-? It's just been that way all year. It's just this was a very surprising win, especially after the way they looked. Uh, against St. Joe's the other night. Well, they've rebounded after really bad losses all year because it started with, not that it was a bad loss, but the the gut punch against SMU in their second game. You lose that one, then they rip off three straight. And then they lose a LaSalle, the first clunker of the year. Well, then they rebound and beat George Mason. Well, then right back down the drain, they lose to Fordham. Well, then they get that gutty win at, at, at Davidson, and they start another three-game win streak. And they lose to, they get they get shellacked at Richmond, 66-43 against the VCU Rams. Then they rebound with St. Louis and Rhode Island wins. Then you get taken to the woodshed against Duquesne. Then you rebound, and there's there's another one against uh, George Mason. And then you really hit the skids, losing <laughs> to VCU again. Yeah, that's really what And that awful loss at Rhode Island where, you know, you blow the 18-point lead with 10 minutes left. Well, then again, after an awful loss, you rebound and you wax the floor with St. Louis. Hello, 76-53. And then again, tis, boop, back in the tank, 97-84 loss against the Hawks. And true to form, okay, now that pendulum swings back the other way. Now it's on the upswing. And they beat the regular season 8-10 champs that was still playing for trying to get themselves closer, ever closer to lock status as an at-large team. I mean, yeah. I, I I just don't know how to – So I, I, I'm done guessing what this Dayton team's going to do. They seem to play up to teams. They seem to also play down to teams. They seem to rebound after an awful, embarrassing loss. They do. Um, I have no idea what to expect, but as somebody tweeted, you know, if you got a few extra bucks to throw around, and and if you're a, if you're a, a betting person, you know, <laughs> the Staten team might not be such a bad bet to just all right, we'll put fifty bucks on the Flyers to win the whole thing. You know, I mean, who knows? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, same here. And uh, what was it that you said <laughs> to Bud Light pregame show? You might have Bud Light postgame show. Uh, if you were, what, a head shrink, you could make a lot of money. I mean, if you're a sports psychologist, you can make a lot That's of money trying said. to figure this team out. Yeah. I mean, because I don't even know if some of the best sports psychologists I know can figure this Dayton team out no. because they are 
you know, it's it's and it's been we've talked about all year. It's a really really frustrating bunch to watch because they've played so well against the top tier of the league. Yeah. And we I've I mentioned this on Friday. I really do believe not Friday Wednesday against St. Joe's. What's really hard to take for me, and I know other Dayton fans that I've talked to about this, is that I really do believe when Dayton's when Dayton's right, when they're at their best, Tizzy, I really do believe they're as better than anybody else in this conference. But they've been nowhere close no. to showing that level of play anything close to resembling a level of consistency all year. So that's what's been hard to watch, is that you know the talent's there, you know no the question. abilities there. We've seen flashes of it. They just cannot put it together for with with any sense any semblance of of consistency all year and you know true to form the roller coaster is up and down up and down but we end on the upswing <laughs> so are we due for a clunker on Thursday I I don't know I hope not but if we're gonna follow the trend of the season maybe we are so we'll see oh my attitude is look if if you're gonna go to Richmond you might as well go ahead and win three games in three days so why not I mean you know this the way that this season has gone you know anything is possible but look let's not rule out one of the reasons. Joe, I don't know if you feel about this, but I, I looked this up uh, today. Uh, the injuries that this team has had, we've talked about this. Dwayne Cohill out for the season, torn AC hell in his le- left knee. Rodney Chapman, I'm not going to go all the way down the list. He's missed six weeks. You got Chase Johnson left the bro- program. Mule, Mule Sissoko out for the year. Luke Frazier, RJ Blakeney, Elijah Weaver, and Kobe Brea have missed time due to injuries. The only players not to miss games due to injury this season, how about Jordy Shamunga? Uh, and the only reason he didn't, was because he didn't play against St. Joe's because of the matchup situation. But other than that, you know, Crutcher has played every game. Ibby Watson, Mustafa Amziel, and Zimmy M. Wokeji, they missed games, but it wasn't due to injury. So I think just the fact that the injury bug has really affected the, the lack of depth has been part of the problem this year. Look, it does not excuse the bad losses that this team has had, but I think it's been one of the factors. And I think when we write the book on this season, I think you have to factor in the injuries. And I get, listen... We're not talking about COVID-19. I know that's been a – Dayton's been fortunate. They have they have not had to pause their program this season. A lot of schools in the A-10 have had to do that and across the country. UD women's basketball team had to do that, but the injuries have to be a factor for part of the problem for the inconsistent play this season. Yeah, and, you know, when we close the book on this season because it's not done yet, as we stand here right, right now on March 1st, I know because I've talked to you out there, Dayton fans, whether it's neighbors or friends – of mine who are fellow alumni, I know there's Dayton fans who look at this season and think, my God, can we just pack it up and be done with it? And can we pretend it never happened? Because I know it's been really hard to take on the heels of season of dreams, right? And season of dreams that hit a brick wall going 120 miles an hour back on March 7th last year when we had no idea that it was about to just be unplugged immediately when when this pandemic hit. Uh, But so that's just right now. Who knows what it's going to feel like? Like you said, just going to Richmond, you might as well rip off three straight because you got you got an opportunity to get a home game in the A10 title game with a chance to go with an auto bid to the NCAA tournament on the line. And this team, we know, we've known for many many weeks now, they're not getting to the big dance no. without an auto bid mm-hmm. and that ticket automatically being punched. So. You know, it's like uh, Jake Taylor said in uh, the mm-hmm. American Classic Major League, Tizzy, there's only one thing left to do now. Well, we can't say what that is on no, the radio because the FCC is listening. Yes. But, you know, there's only one thing. Well, I guess there's only well, then I guess there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Uh, win the whole thing. So, I mean, Dayton might as well, Tizzy, because but but also yeah, but also we nobody 
Shame on you, Dayton fan, if you're surprised if this team goes out and lays an egg Thursday because we could we could very well see that. Yeah. In, in any event, 457 is we want to hear from you as we're taking this all the way uh, to the top of the hour. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer Feedback after a Dayton win 55-52 over the St. Bonaventure Bonnies to close out the regular season. We're going to close out regular season Flyer Feedback on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the party booth. Dayton a winner, 55-52 on the road. Can you dig it? Oh, I've missed that. <laughs> it's been a... We haven't had to hear from Cyrus. We haven't gotten to hear from Cyrus a whole lot this season. No, we've not. Uh, with all the eggs this Dayton team has laid uh, on the road and otherwise this year. But you got to do it when we can because this has been one heck of an up and down and inconsistent mm-hmm. season. So we have to take advantage of it. And let me say uh, what a nice chance it is for me to just be here and have the distraction of Dayton basketball today. Uh, rough day news-wise today locally, having to cover yeah. some some heavy, heavy stuff. And... Uh, not too big to admit I have my moments today covering that, but uh, it's good just to be here and have the distraction of Dayton basketball as we look ahead now to the postseason. Tis postseason. Uh, Dayton A10 fate still to be decided. They could be anywhere from they could be as high as the six, and they could uh, the floor is the eight seed. So Dayton could be the sixth, the seven, or the eight seed heading into the A10 tournament. The only thing left to decide that fate now is the results of drumroll, please the St. Joe's and Richmond games, and the UMass and St. Louis games. So those two games. Right now, Tizzy, Richmond's about to lose to St. Joe's. Uh, the Hawks are up 70-66 to over the Spiders at the Robin Center with 53 seconds left. St. Louis is going to beat the Minutemen. They're pulling away 76-54 with a minute 18 left in that game. Um, so let's look at I, I, I'm not going to go through all the scenarios because they're, they're still too numerous in terms of where Dayton yeah. could end up. Uh, but Tizzy, if you would prefer, I think just looking at the bracket as it stands now, you'd prefer to be the eight seed because, yeah. uh, I think the eight, nine, now you're on the Bonnie's side of the bracket, because if you get the two, if you're the seven seed, if Dayton wins their seven ten game on Thursday, now their second round matchup is VCU. And we know as much as I would love a shot at the Richmond Rams and same to, here, <laughs> just that, have that not, fan base that have to stuff that in their pipe matchup. and smoke it. Uh, the Rams are a really bad matchup for the Flyers. We've seen that two times. Yeah, We've seen more than we care to see of the Richmond Rams mm-hmm. this year. So I think for my money, Tizzy, I don't know about you, I would prefer Dayton gets the eight seed, Same end here. up on the top side of the bracket if you're looking at it when you print it off for the A-10 tournament. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that, John. And, and I mean, especially because for some reason, St. Bonavent- Dayton has St. Bonaventure's number. And the thing is, these aren't blowouts. I mean, St. Bonaventure has only beaten Dayton twice since 2012. And you and I were talking about this during the Bud Light Post game show. We looked at this. I'm like, really? Because these have been close games, whether it's at the Riley Center, whether it's at the UD Arena, or even uh, when the tournament's being played in A10 tournaments being played in Brooklyn. These are tight, highly contested games. And look, I mean, Mark Schmidt gets his guys ready to go. And for some reason, the Flyers are able to pull it off, whether it's Archie Miller or Anthony Grant at the helm. And the Flyers were able to uh, prevail uh, tonight. And they only did this 
And again, John, we talked about this last segment with one player and double figures, and that was not uh, Jalen Crutcher. It was Ibby Watson with 14 points. They had two guys with nine points, uh, R.J. Blakeney and Mustafa Amzil. If you would have told me Jalen Crutcher, like we said earlier, Jalen Crutcher's only going to get, uh, what, six points? Uh, no shot. No shot. This Bonnies would have won in a runaway, but that did not happen tonight. No, and like we mentioned earlier, too, a, a gutty win for this team to yeah. – uh, you know, got out this win. Not not great. <laughs> you know, you can make the argument no. that not great for the league's health as a whole with St. No, Bonaventure not, not able to lock up. Like I said, I saw one bracketologist I really trust at CBS Sports saying, hey, if the Bonnies this weekend saying, if the Bonnies can beat Dayton on Monday, they're going to move themselves into lock status. Uh, obviously, you know, as a as a team somewhat near the cut line like the Bonnies are, you'd, you'd rather not lose a quad three game. Yeah. Uh, when you're living life on the bubble, just ask Roy Williams about what he thinks about uh, scheduling. Oh, no question about that. <laughs> scheduling that game last week against Marquette. Well, mm-hmm. if I know we would have lost, I wouldn't have scheduled it. <laughs> it was an all-time Roy press conference, too. Um, uh, especially after that great win against Florida State. It's like, Roy, what are you doing? What are you doing putting a quad three game on this schedule? Don't do it, Roy. Uh... But anyways, I digress. Uh, Dayton gets the win, Tiz. They wrap up the A-10 regular season, 8-8. Eight and eight. And uh, we'll see as yeah. as the the last two A ten regular season games actually. So UMass St Louis has gone final, the Billikens won. So now it's just a matter of uh, Richmond and St Joe's and, and where Dayton's fate is. So we'll see. It is where they end up yeah. uh, at uh, in Richmond, we'll find Virgi- out. opposite Richmond, Indiana, Richmond, Virginia mm-hmm. on Thursday. Uh, absolutely, we're going to find that out uh, coming up and uh, at the uh, in the next few minutes that that should happen and. Like we said, but look, bottom line about this one, our final thoughts about tonight. Look, this to me, and I know St. Louis was maybe their best game of the year, their best defensive effort. For, for St. Louis was clearly one of their best defensive efforts. Saint, but this may have been. Would you say, John, this was their guttiest win of the night? Considering when you had Jalen Crutcher on the bench with foul yeah. trouble, yeah. I think this ranks as their guttiest win of the year. Yeah, I think it could be. I mean, just to it's me, be- but it, to me, it's between this one and the second St. Louis game. Yeah. But, hey, yeah. that'll do it for us. So we are going to get out of here just before we know the final A-10 bracket, but we'll tweet about it as soon as we know. So one more time, Dayton winner 55-52. Our next game is Thursday. It's the postseason. The Bud Light pregame show will start a half an hour before tip. We'll let you know when that is. Larry will have the call live from Richmond, Virginia. So we will see you on the radio Thursday at some point, Flyers fans. Until then, I'm John Tisdale. And I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody. Stay well and go, go Flyers. Flyers.